John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show! Here's John. And here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The international comedy podcast, 2019. (laughs) Happy New Year! Happy New Year, yes, indeedy. (laughs) We're back! Are you ready for another full (laughs) year of podcasting? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what about New Year's resolutions to uh, to make the fullest and most excited podcasts known to man? <laughs> yes. Well, I think we've got off to a good start. <laughs> Did you have a good winter break? Uh, yeah, it was just too short as always. Yeah, New Year's Eve was a bit disappointing because basically my wife went to bed and then my mother-in-law also went to bed, so it was just me sat. <laughs> By myself watching Floyd Mayweather beat up a young Japanese kickboxer for <laughs> yeah, that, two minutes. That was out of order, wasn't it? That was yeah. a bullying. Three hours of waiting, two minutes of beating somebody up, and then uh, yeah, that was it. Kind of Three hours like of life. waiting, yeah. two minutes of excitement. <laughs> That's why your wife went to bed. <laughs> yeah. So how about you? Uh, yeah, I had a good time. Oh, as you, yeah, too short, of course. Uh, Christmas was fun. New Year's was fun. I had a bit of an incident at Christmas. Uh, Santa or Father Christmas brought my son a a toy remote control helicopter uh, for his gift. Yeah, that was that was the toy I always wanted as a kid. Seriously, that was the one toy I always wanted—a remote control helicopter. I once had a remote control submarine. It wasn't even remote control. It was like a submarine on a. It had like a tube attached to the remote. And you just pumped up the air and then it floated and then you let go of the pump and it sank and that was it. It was rubbish. Wasn't it? I don't think it was even battery of the 80s. Yeah. Not even battery operated. Just a hand pumper. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Father Christmas Santa, he brought this uh, helicopter and then my son opened it and brought it to the bedroom. He was like very excited about it. Uh, so it was, it didn't have batteries. It was charged up. It had like a USB cable that you plugged into the helicopter and then you plug oh, the wow. USB cable in and charged it up that way. So of course, without reading the instructions, I just uh, slammed the USB charger in the helicopter and then, you know how the iPhones and stuff, they have the one that yeah. goes in the wall? So then yeah. I just plugged it straight into the wall. It said, leave it for 20 minutes. So we left it. The red light came on. And then when we went to use it, it just, it would sort of move, but it didn't fly at all. And uh, so after a while, read the instructions properly. It turns out under no circumstances must you plug it into the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You have to do it into a computer because the wall's too powerful. And if you plug it into the wall, you're definitely going to break it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so did Father so, Christmas have to buy a new one? Well, yeah, Father Christmas tried in vain to fix it and uh, remedy the situation. Uh, to be fair, Noah took it very well. He, uh, considering his best, most wanted toy didn't work from the be- very, very beginning of Christmas, <laughs> he uh, handled the situation pretty calmly. But yeah, Father Christmas had to go out the next day and buy the exact same helicopter 
<laughs> how, how much did Father Christmas have to spend? Well, I think, well, it was, well, it, it was obviously a terrible situation, but it wasn't so expensive. The first one was about 20 pounds or what would you say? How many is that? What in dollars? Well, $20 now. Twenty oh, is it? About 3,000 yen. But then oh, right. well, about 4,000 yen, so about 25 pounds maybe. And then when, when Father Christmas went the following day, a boxing day, to pick up the replacement, uh, it had been reduced in the sale down to uh, about £15. Pounds. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Silver lining. <laughs> Were your kids happy with their presents? Uh, yeah. So, well, my Emma, who's five, she got like a lot of troll castles and stuff, so she was happy. Um, although somebody bought a, like a paint-your-own-teacup set, and then when she opened it, all the paint was solid, so that was... <laughs> Well, I mean, to be fair, she smashed an unpainted teacup, which was in rage. <laughs> She's not Greek, by any chance. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Layla, the youngest one, because she's only, like, one, I don't think we bought her anything. <laughs> we gave her some chocolate and she was happy. I mean, they always say that parents love the second one less, so... <laughs> That's just pointless. I don't, think we, I don't think when Emma was one, we bought her anything. Like, give her food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I gave Noah a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, talking of bottles of whiskey, before we uh, before we went on a holiday, uh, we asked each other what we wanted for Christmas, and I said that yeah. I've been hinting at my wife for months to get me a bottle of whiskey, and I'd like to just say that she got me some socks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. Mine didn't get me anything. I think. Uh... <laughs> She, well, she said, she did the old, uh, well, what we'll do is we'll go shopping together and then I'll just pay for uh, it. And then we went <laughs> shopping. Uh, we went to Uniqlo to look at buying a winter coat. And because I'm such a lanky freak, all the coats were too short, so I just didn't, <laughs> so I didn't get anything. That old chestnut. So, so yeah. you, you got nothing. Get the cash off her. So what's on today's show? First show of 2019. First show of 2019. Uh, busy show. We have some school days action. A few people wrote in to get in touch about that. Uh, we've got some stand-up comedy with Canadian comedian Rory Dunn. And, of course, a whole lot more. But first, this. This is JNSNJ News. And now it's time for this episode's news story, the first news story of 2019. I hope it's interesting, Sam. What have you got for us? No pressure. <laughs> well, I know that you in the past, uh, and well, m myself too, we've both suffered from back pain. Oh, yeah. It's part of, uh, part of growing old. Uh, what, <laughs> would you, what would you say was the most effective relief you got for your, uh, for your back pain? Uh lying on the floor watching tv <laughs> <laughs> luckily for you it's also your hobby <laughs> yeah. um, because a new study published in the irish medical journal recounts the case of a 33 year old man who was hospitalized after repeatedly injecting himself with semen to relieve chronic back pain oh what it says, this is the first reported case of semen injection used for a medical treatment. <laughs> the title of the case study, uh, the doctors obviously had a little bit of a sense of humour, uh, Seemingly Harmless Back Pain, an unusual presentation of subcutaneous abscesses. Oh, that sounds disgusting. Oh. <laughs> what? Why? Uh, who, well, I, what sort of person thinks that <laughs> sperm is... 
<laughs> like, what, an antihistamine or... <laughs> it's very rare, and I'm enjoying it. It's very rare that John McBride is left basically speechless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, just how much of a fucking idiot was this guy? <laughs> <laughs> it says, the man's hand... <laughs> I like this one. The man's handmade remedy was reportedly discovered when he showed up at a doctor's office complaining of severe back pain. While examining the patient, a physician noticed the man's right arm appeared swollen and inflamed. Uh, the explanation the man gave was one the doctor likely never expected. Uh, he said, the patient disclosed that he had intravenously injected his own semen. <laughs> I'm glad it was his own. As an innovative method <laughs> to treat back pain. <laughs> uh, he, he had devised this cure in inverted commas independent of any medical advice right well intrapenously injected himself <laughs> i thought <laughs> i thought he'd like you know maybe shoved it up his bum uh injected himself up the bum with semen which yeah so he had back pain and he was injecting himself in the arm with sperm well so it says right <laughs> is it the the <laughs> the man the man reportedly said he had purchased a hypodermic needle online and been in injecting himself once a month for the past 18 months. Before visiting the doctor, he said he hurt his lower back while lifting a heavy object and gave himself three doses. Sure, is he, he must, does somebody put this like on Google as a joke kind of remedy and that some, he's just found it and decided to try it? Because how would you even come up with that idea? Like, oh, my back I'm not sure. too, I'm, I'm just going to inject a load of spunk into my arm. <laughs> I remember hearing, uh, and I'm certain that this was a, a hoax as well. Uh, there, there was like an online thing where it said women are very much uh, turned on by the pheromones that in, in semen. So if you put it on your, dab it on your neck before you go out, <laughs> it's a good it's a good kind of <laughs> kind of way to lure women or, or maybe men to uh <laughs> to oh. you <laughs> oh i suppose it's like they said that when the new iphone came out and somebody said that you should it doesn't have an earphone jack so you should just drill into your iphone and loads of people <laughs> did it it's like there's no there's no hope for the human race is there no, we're just not, doomed <laughs> we're doomed <laughs> mr mannering the reports Doctors conducted a comprehensive review of medical literature and were unable to find any other cases of intravenous semen injection. Uh, the study concludes with a warning that medical experimentation is dangerous and risky for untrained individuals, and they should not uh, individuals should not inject themselves with substances not intended for intravenous use. <laughs> that is just mind-boggling. My feeling is this. I think that he goes to the gym, he works out, sounds like he lifts heavy stuff. I reckon his gym buddies have said to him, injecting yourself with semen boosts your muscles and all stuff like that. All oh, right, a bit of testosterone. Yeah, I think he's done it for bodybuilding and back pain relief purposes. And his friends at the gym are having a real <laughs> good laugh <laughs> at his expense. If I'm right and he was injecting this the, the semen to produce big muscles, I think that he can just skip the injection part because independently producing semen can have a good effect on your uh, arm muscles anyway. <laughs> yeah, true. That was G&S-N-G News. What were you like when you were at school? Did you get straight as or you a fool? John and Sam want to know 
They'll feature your story on the show. Tales from teachers are welcome too. You can send the email from the loo. Ring, ring goes the bell. All right, and now it's time for school days. Has anybody been in contact, Sam? Yeah, we had uh, some action from the emails. This was from Alex in England. He said, there was this time with Mr. B, I'm going to call him Mr. B, uh, a wonderfully eccentric gerbil of a man, he says. Apparently, this teacher worked for NASA and helped develop the first photocopier. Uh, Sadly, he couldn't control a class of teenage boys to save himself. One afternoon, we were sat in a physics lesson and throwing balled up paper at each other as he was writing on the board. Suddenly, a ball of paper hit the board next to his head and he span 180 degrees on his heels, reminiscent of Ronaldinho in his prime. Uh, (laughs) He says he could turn on a sixpence, that Mr. B. As he turned, something white fell from in front of his face and landed on his desk. Everybody assumed someone had hit him in the face with a paper ball. He paused for a second, then picked up the offending article, stuffed it in his mouth and stormed out of the room. Uh, The science lab had two doors. Uh, He said he very shortly appeared back through the second door, adjusting his mouth. It only took a moment of stunned silence for 30, 14-year-old boys to realise the poor bastard's false teeth had fallen out. (laughs) (laughs) Cue no more learning for the rest of the lesson. How about you? Anyone get in touch? Uh, we had someone called Danny from the UK who said uh, they were on a school trip to London and they were on the tube. And as the tube doors were shutting, uh, one of the students pushed the teacher off the tube. Oh, no! <laughs> and then uh, they carried on and had a good time in London before meeting the teacher back at the hotel where he went absolutely mental. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one. <laughs> So worth it. So worth it. (laughs) Um, Alex actually sent uh, two stories in. This is his second. Uh, This is another teacher. I'm going to call him Mr. D. Uh, He says, Mr. D was one of my favourite teachers, a maths teacher who had multiple ways of describing mathematical techniques so different people could understand them. He says, on this occasion, we had been moved from our normal class into an exam hall, which had fold out exam tables. Mr. D was at the front of the class and explaining something. And as he was explaining, he leant on one of the tables and it promptly collapsed underneath him. He went sprawling onto the floor, arms and legs flailing like a drunken gibbon. (laughs) Immediate uproarious laughter from the class uh, occurred and no sooner had he hit the floor that he sprang back to his feet, red-faced and shouted as loud as he could the worst thing he could have possibly said. Stop laughing. (laughs) (laughs) He says, of course, the group of 15-year-olds in front of them took this as their cue to laugh even louder. (laughs) And I think think he might have even got a whistle or two. (laughs) He says, uh, eventually, Mr. D laughed it off. And that is why I remember him so fondly. Oh, good. <laughs> good work, Mr. D. Never say stop laughing to a group of Never kids. Never say stop laughing. <laughs> Sometimes on stage I've had to say start laughing, but that's a different case. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is just from my own. Actually, it was me this week. So at, at school. Ah, so for those of you who don't know, John's in the uh, throes of becoming a teacher. Biology teacher. 
Uh, so this week I was merely observing a practical lesson where some year 10 students were trying to make copper sulfate, which involves Bunsen burners and chemicals. And I had to intervene because the level of safety that these kids were <laughs> using was just unbelievable. I had a kid sticking a thermometer into a blue flame Bunsen burner to see how hot the flame was. Uh, a kid, another kid, uh, his friend in the desk behind him didn't have a uh, flame for his Bunsen burner. So this kid pulled his own Bunsen burner from under the tripod using the blue flame still and leaned across the desk behind him to uh, light his mate's Bunsen burner. Uh, a kid, <laughs> a kid who didn't wear any safety goggles looking over the top of a beaker to see if the <laughs> liquid inside was boiling. <laughs> so I had to kind of... Uh, do my old teacher thing and everybody stop what we're doing even though it wasn't my class this is just completely insane you know you're all gonna die and i'm gonna get blamed for it which is the thing that i really care about yeah that's the most important <laughs> thing i'm going to lose my job <laughs> yeah <laughs> But it's good to see that the British students have uh, inquiring minds. Yeah. Howdy y'all, Bob here from Bob's English, the most well-known English language school in the Tokyo area. We are currently recruiting for new teachers, and that teacher could be you. You know the difference between bar, bar, and bar? It don't matter. You know what a girund is? It don't matter. Can you conjugate a verb? Hell no, me neither. You got most your own teeth, the ability to sit down and can tolerate small kids, and you've got what it takes. Get to our website and remember, at Bob's English, you can learn to speak English proper. Yo, Johnny McPhee and Sammy O.T. Two Brits talk a shit over a cup of tea Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please But there's something else cooking in the kitchen Could someone answer the burning question? Time for the burning question! Uh, pretty sure this is what we'd said it was going to be in the last episode Couldn't remember when I wrote the post It was! <laughs> what New Year's resolutions And we're in the middle of January, I know, but this is where we are What New Year's resolutions haven't worked out as you had planned? Uh, John, did anyone get in touch? Yeah, so we had uh, Daniel in Tokyo uh, on Facebook get in touch, and he said, my New Year's resolution was to do more stand-up comedy in Japanese here in Tokyo. I signed up for what I thought was stand-up comedy, and it turned out it was stand-up talk, a training session for people suffering from fear of public speaking. Afterwards, <laughs> a couple of people approached me asking what I meant with Tiger Woods' favourite car being Volkswagen Golf. <laughs> He, he almost certainly was the most confident uh, public speaker in the room. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> stage time is stage time. Stage time is stage time. <laughs> uh, we had um, an email in from Ian from Australia. Um, he just has a fairly simple list. Wanted to stop smoking, didn't. 
wanted to cut down drinking, haven't, wanted to start the gym, haven't yet. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I think uh, there's probably quite a few people who can uh, relate to that. Uh, What about you? Any New Year's resolutions? Uh, This year... Uh, actually, this year I was depressed because, um, as I said, you know, everybody got to bed and I was just sat there by myself. And so I wrote a list of things that I've kept in my wallet of um, what I'm going to do this year. Well, not what I'm going to do, what I'm not going to do. And oh, right. I was quite, God, get I was a quite, list. I was quite drunk uh, when I wrote it. So um, I literally, listener, cannot wait to hear this list. Well, when I read it in the morning, I just thought, God, your life is really pathetic. <laughs> so these are your kind of main aims for 2019. Yeah, things I'm not going to try and do. Um, so number one. Oh, before you start, can, can I can, can I have a guess? At, can I have three guesses to see if I can get any uh, bingos for what's on your list? Yeah, go on. Okay, then. so h- how many items are on there? Uh, three. Okay, and so two, I'm well, going to ba- guess. Basically, two of them are kind of the same. Okay, Um Actually, no, sorry, there's four. I've just I've just kind of got it out of my wallet now. There is four. <laughs> the fourth one is very personal and a bit pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, that's even better. So I'm going to say on this list has to be something to do with not urinating uh, in strange places when you're drunk. No. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I need to keep that up for the podcast. Uh, yeah, you do. Yes, where would we be? <laughs> okay, uh, things you're not going to do. I think, uh, how about swearing in front of your children? Oh, no, that's part of a rounded education. <laughs> yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Okay, uh, uh, finally, put your dirty pants in the washing basket. No, I do that. Anyway, I'm quite clean. <laughs> oh, um, well done. What are, go on, let's hear this list. So, in no particular, well, in the order that they're written, I don't know what I was thinking about. So, uh, number one is, uh, don't take my phone into the toilet. Oh, okay, right, it's an interesting one. Yeah, number two, uh, don't, hold, don't have my phone in my hand when I'm watching films. Oh, that, that's one I've made myself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Uh, number three is don't drink on consecutive days. <laughs> that lasted until the second <laughs> of January. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the fourth one, which is slightly well, it is very pathetic and very personal, is um, it says have more sex, but it doesn't say with oh, who. Oh. <laughs> so, and uh, I suspect you've you've fulfilled that uh, ambition with yourself. Yeah, I think uh, possibly because my wife had gone to bed early and made me feel lonely. So, uh, Have you told her tell, this? I can't tell if there's a, if it's a teardrop which is smudged on or a drink of lager that I've spilt on this list. The, 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 the letters are, are running on the paper. Yeah, so it's either spilt Kirin or tears, I don't know. Have you told your wife this list? Uh, no, because she'd probably try and keep me to it. And I'm worried about the third one, not drinking on consecutive days. <laughs> yeah, she tried to keep you to numbers one, two and three, but I'm not sure she'll have any bar of number four. <laughs> no. How about for you? Um, so you said you do the phone thing. That's not a New Year's resolution. That's just something you've decided to do. Yeah, I've just like sort of recently I... Yeah, when I'm watching TV, not just uh, movies, but TV shows or things like that, I'm trying to give my attention to the TV, which just sounds like, like, a, the, like the worst sort of... 
hey, I'm such a great parent. When I'm watching TV, I'm yeah. really watching TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying not to do too much telephone stuff at the same time. The the one, the take the phone into the toilet. Um, I, I can't, I can't not do that. I can't not do it. I'm sure my phone's covered in fecal matter, but just the way it is. <laughs> well, I think um, it wasn't just fecal matter I was worried about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and now it's time for the stand-up section of the show. Uh, this episode, we're featuring comedy from Canadian Rory Dunn. I think you're going to enjoy this. Hi, hello. Thank you, guys. So uh, so I have some tattoos. I have tattoos. I have uh, song lyrics and cursive on my arm because I am a basic white bitch. That's what that means. Like, song lyrics and cursive have been one of the whitest tattoos you could possibly get. I'd say at least top three. You know, like, song lyrics and cursive slash quotes from the outsiders. Uh, number two would be Asian characters that don't mean what you think they do. And number one would be the swastika, the three whitest tattoos. <laughs> and when I got my tattoos, my dad looked at me and said, you know you're going to have those the rest of your life. But I was 18 and really depressed, so I'm just like, five years, I can do that. <laughs> but, <laughs> Now it's been like 10 years, and I'm happy, but I also have a teenage girl's diary entry on me forever, so. Uh, <laughs> my tattoo says, if love is a labor, I'll slave till the end, which is very melodramatic. <laughs> and also very confusing if you only read one arm. Uh, <laughs> 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 Turns out when someone reads a tattoo that says, I'll slave till the end, not a conversation starter. Uh, I don't have the worst tattoos in my family, though. That would have to go to my brother, who got tattoos when he was 16, which should not be allowed. You know? I can't help but feel if you can't smoke or drink, you shouldn't be able to declare your lifelong love for Slipknot. That's not something we should let happen. When my brother was 16, he got a tattoo of a goat head in a pentagram with the words freedom fighter tattooed on his back that tattoo not aged well people you know what my brother does now he works for the saskatchewan government like a good freedom fighter should I, uh, I am from Saskatchewan. Being from Saskatchewan is actually why I started doing stand-up comedy. I want my hometown to be known for something other than what it's currently known for. I'm from the small town of Wolseley, Saskatchewan. We have population of 958 people, and we've been in the National News twice. Once for the largest grow-up in Saskatchewan history, and once because of a video footage release of a group of men beating a beaver to death in the middle of the street. <laughs> Neither of which are great for tourism, it turns out. I just wanted some people could drive by my hometown and think, Wolseley, that's where that Camille is from. Instead of Wolseley, beaver murder. The fun part of that joke is having people guess which one of those stories is about my dad. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, guys, it's a grow-up. You can tell by looking at my face. And 
interesting thing about that, though, is I've actually never done drugs before in my life, despite what all of you assumed. Uh, never done drugs. Everyone describes a drug shoe. I'm just like, that's just me already, you know? Like weed, I'm already maxed out on hunger and lethargy. I don't have much more to give. No. MDMA already have a terrible taste in music. It's not gonna help me at all, you know? Cocaine already work at Earl's. It's not gonna help me. Okay, some of you work at Earl's. I get it, you're cokeheads, okay. Uh, it's fine. I, uh, I also don't drink. I, I don't drink, I haven't drank in over eight years. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not an alcoholic, I'm just poor. Uh, <laughs> And like, I don't, I don't care if people drink. I just don't understand some of the reasons people drink. Like, I asked a friend once, he told me he just likes to get fucked up, which was weird to me, because I'm just like, if you really want to get fucked up, you should just try feeling everything always. That's what I do. <laughs> you know, just have like a super long, awful week at work and be like, I'm getting fucked up this weekend. And then spend it alone with your thoughts. <laughs> Uh, I'm very curious. I'm very curious here. Has any has any guy in here ever sent an unsolicited dick pic? No. Has any lady in here ever received an unsolicited dick pic? Yeah. Okay, I feel like one of those two groups is lying to us. And I don't think the ladies are trying to one-up each other with cock shots, okay? Like, I don't get unsolicited dick pics. I've never said what I have said, a solicited dick pic, which I feel is a much more stressful situation. <laughs> like, unsolicited dick pics, that's like if you're unemployed, so you're just sending out resumes. Just, just anywhere that's posted. And like, you know you're not qualified for half these jobs. You know, they're just like, we want eight years experience. I got four and a half, take it or leave it. <laughs> okay, thank you guys so much. My name's Rory Dunn. Have yourselves a great night. Rory Dunn there, that was an amazing set. If you want to find out more about him, you can follow him uh, on Twitter at TheTrueRory. Uh, he's also on Instagram at TheTrueRory. And he also has a podcast. His podcast name is The Show Must Go On. Uh, it's a podcast where Rory and his co-host Tim get together and write and pitch their own ideas for a sequel, prequel or spin-off to an existing film. I've had a listen to it. It's really fun. I recommend you check that out. Oh, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, it does. I mean, much better than our podcast idea. I mean, hang on, why are we recommending other podcasts? Yeah, <laughs> certainly can't be losing guy, listeners. Talking about guys injecting themselves with semen in their arm. <laughs> <laughs> and people, depressed hosts, say they just wish they could have more sex with their wife. Yeah. Do you know what? I think, I think that this podcast, we've certainly made people feel better about themselves. <laughs> How about a prequel to this podcast where we just do something better? We're better people. John and Sam in England leading lives that uh, people would actually be happy with. <laughs> yeah, while telling good jokes. Yeah. Um, of course, you can find all of uh, the links to Rory stuff on our website, uh, johnandsaminjapan.com. Thanks to everyone who's been involved in today's show. Thanks for everyone who's got in touch and joined in. We can't make the show without you joining in, so please do. So, yeah, find out everything you can about us at johnandsamrejaban.com. So our next episode's burning question 
Okay, well, I, pre- I, I put forward the idea, what are your predictions for 2019? But Sam seems to prefer the idea of, what's your sad John list? So what are the three things that you're not going to do in 2019? Are they as pathetic as mine? <laughs> He's aiming high, ladies and gentlemen, aiming high. <laughs> okay, so anything else? Uh, no, I think that's it. Okay. Catch, catch you later. later. Well, that's not technically true, is it? Because we've got a brand new jingle to test out. Oh, <laughs> here it is. It is time to go, that's the end of the show. If you liked it, write a review. Five stars or F you. And if you want to get in touch, we'd like that very much. Send a tape of your comedy, not a tape, just an mp3. Send us some comedy or a song that is funny. Send us your favourite bit. But we don't want your dick pics. It is time to go. That's the end of the show. Tell your friends and your family. Or even the people you're married. You should join in. Answer the burning question Send a new story Preferably something we can find about We're on the social media sites Facebook and Twitter day and night It's John and Sam in Japan at gmail.com And if you do this then maybe, just maybe Sam will put his clothes back on John and Sam in Japan The International Comedy Podcast